folks and welcome to the Mountain Bikes Apart podcast. This is the show about everything mountain biking from kit, trail guides and everything in between. I'm Colin Gray and we're trying something a bit different this time around. So this is going to be an episode about an event that I went to a couple of months ago, Relentless 24 in Fort William, run by No Fuss Events. Now, Relentless 24 is, as the name suggests, a 24-hour race, uh, and it's one that we'd done a few years back as a team of four, me and um, three other friends, including my brother Bruce, and this time around, Bruce and I thought we'd go back and try it as a team of two. Now, I say a team of two, it wasn't exactly evenly distributed, because um, Bruce is a bit of an uh, endurance uh, addict, so he does a lot of Ironman events, um, he does like really heavy going endurance events and so he was training, he is training for a few things for next year which are um, proper sort of 24 hour or more events so he wanted to do something quite big towards the end of this year to try it out so he said um, he'll try uh, two thirds of it so we're splitting it up probably something like 16 hours and 8 hours for me uh, so that was the intention but you'll hear how it evolved a little bit uh, over the course of the event, uh, I won't tell you too much more because I'll hopefully tell you a story through all the recordings we've got coming up. Um, but we start off by arriving at Fort William. We headed up in the afternoon of the Friday, arrived about 5pm on uh, Friday, yeah, coming on for dinner time on Friday. And this is how we start off the event. We're on site and I'm watching Bruce repair his mountain bike. This is obviously the best thing you're supposed to do. Turn up to a race with broken bits. Yeah. What's going on here? Um, I am um, perfecting the performance of my bike <laughs> rather than um, building my bike. Was there a shifter on it when you arrived? I, uh, well, there was a shifter present. There's <laughs> <laughs> a shifter in the back of the van. We've had a good farce on the way because my bike was in the shop, I picked it up about, uh, when was it, 12 o'clock? So six hours ago, uh, and the brakes that I had fitted to it were set up in Eurostyle. So I've got my front brake is now on the left and my back brake's on the right. So when we go out tomorrow, I'm going to brain myself by going over the handlebars on the very first lap. But at least my gears work, unlike Bruce's. <laughs> but they were working in half an hour, weren't they? Say they weren't now, I'm just dialing in the, um, the shifting of them. Yeah. Oh, so you got the shifter? Oh, I didn't even notice yeah, that. Yeah, it's on, uh... Good work. There's quite a lot of people here already, actually. <clears throat> the car park's about half full. Tons of easy ups. Not that many tents, actually. I wonder if that's because most people are not sleeping. <laughs> There'll be a lot of people here doing the 24 hours, so they don't need a tent, obviously. Just need an easy up to grab a quick cup of tea and uh, adjust their bike. But uh, it's funny when you come to the mountain bike events, because there's... Well, we turned up in a Volkswagen Transporter, which we'd come to these events 10 years before and uh, dreamed of having such a thing. And Bruce obviously uh, bought himself his uh, dream transporter not that long ago. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of them around. More vans and easy ups and caravans and camper vans than anything else. Yeah, definitely a particular style to turn up to a mountain bike race, especially a 24 hour one. But anyway, probably should get ready and uh, set up the rest of the tent, which is currently lying in a heap because we're struggling to pin the, uh, what do you call them, tent pegs into the ground. But hey, the wind's only blowing over the tent most of the time, so we'll be fine. 
So at this point, Bruce was still missing a few components, still missing a few little things, a couple of tools actually, I think, to get his bike fully working. So we had to wait for the mechanics uh, to get set up in the morning to finish it off. So nothing else to do at this point than to head into town. We thought we'd get a decent dinner in Fort William, go into uh, the bar, get a, a dinner and a, a couple of beers, you know, it's the only one way to prepare for a 24 hour race. Uh, and our dad was around as well to watch, so we thought we'd go in and uh, relax, get a bit of warmth before the uncomfortableness of the next day. And then, of course, back to the campsite, bed for the night in the tent, and then on to the first day of the race. Slept not too bad. It was uh, pretty chilly overnight, but the sleeping bag kept out most of the chill. Not quite enough for the Fort William weather, I think, but do the job. Just went over to try and check in and uh, they are about 10 minutes away from registration I think. I'm just sitting here looking at a Land Rover which looks like it's on fire. It's uh, <coughs> It looks like it's got a chimney at the top so it's got plumes of smoke coming out the top of this Land Rover. I don't know if they've got a wood burning stove in a Land Rover or something. But this guy's right in front of them have got a chimney as well so there's folk bringing some pretty sophisticated kit to this thing. Anyway, our own, our own tent held up. My uh, glamping uh, inflatable mattress wasn't too uncomfy. And now, just getting ready for the race. Just last minute preparations. Make sure the bike's okay. My bike's in one bit, at least. <laughs> one piece. Bruce is in about three right now, but I think it's mostly okay. Just a little explanation before the next bit. Uh, I mentioned earlier that my brakes were on back to front, so they were Euro style, which means that uh, front and back brakes were switched around. So likely that in the middle of the night, I was gonna grab a handful of back brake and end up going over the front handlebars. So uh, this is what happened next. So for anyone new to racing, one of the uh, cardinal rules is don't race on new kit. <laughs> don't turn up with someone you've not tried out before and don't try and do any big repairs on the day of the race because it's inevitably going to go wrong so just to make sure you know that i know these rules i'm going to change something of mine <laughs> so my brakes i'm going to try and change them around i'm about to try it let's see what happens amazingly enough it worked <laughs> i'm not sure how many times i've ever actually just tried something that i didn't really know how to do and it just worked first time and always of course if there's a deadline not a <laughs> consequence as in not getting to race uh, for it going wrong then that's when it always goes wrong but this time it went right so yeah swapped over the hoses just unscrewed it took out the hoses uh, no fluid came out at all actually so the Shimano brakes Shimano XT disc brakes are obviously pretty well sealed took out the hose uh, I turned the levers facing upwards so like vertically on the bars so that the reservoirs were uh, pointing upwards, I guess, which I don't know if that made a difference or not, but made me feel safer and nothing came out at all. Just pulled them out, unscrewed it, pushed them back in, screwed it back in and all's well. Job done. Last lap one down. Feels a bit fraudulent at this point really because you're uh, going around and doing one lap, which is basically less than I'd do on a normal day out on the bike. But hey, that's an hour. It was a bit harder than I would normally, so. But not too much harder, I have to admit. Um, basically, it just didn't stop for the hour. It took about 58 minutes to get around the first lap. Just over six miles, I think it was. Not too technical, actually. Quite muddy, rooty, uh, rocky. It's quite a natural trail, mostly. Um, but really good fun, actually. It was good fun. <laughs> um, which I wasn't expecting. I just ended up getting into it and enjoying that first lap. 
and uh, yeah I'm sure it'll get less fun as the day goes on but it was good anyway um, so yeah we'll see how it continues I'll report in after the next one but yeah good start and it's not raining which is the important thing so yeah talk to you in a little while Two laps done now, and feeling fine actually. Uh, it's still, well, it was light for both of those, so they were okay. Second one was good actually because it got to know the trail, obviously. Managed a few of the uh, the obstacles a bit more easily, so get my head around it. But the next one's going to be dark, so the sun is currently going down. I'm looking out over the Nevis Range. It's beautiful actually. Um, it's about as nice as I've ever seen it at one of these events. Blue skies, a bit of cloud around. The rain's cleared entirely. And the sun's going down. Looking up on the mountain, you can see um, Ben Nevis up that way. Uh, just a few clouds drifting around the peak. So, it's a nice night. If it holds off, if there's no rain through the night, then that'll be a result. Because uh, the last time we did this event, it was sodden it was horrible it was so windy it was ridic uh, sorry so rainy it was ridiculous so if we get a clear night that'll be amazing um so i should have i think three laps through the night and then one more in the daytime tomorrow <clears throat> so i think that's how it's going to work out bruce is off for his second lap just now um in his current one so he'll basically it'll it'll go dark dusk will fall during this lap and uh, he'll have to turn his white lights on and I'll have to get my lights ready for the next one so still feeling pretty organised so I went and washed the bike um, I've got a box together with all the stuff so uh, I can put my uh, my helmet and my gloves in it and pick out the stuff I need and my warm things for the time off so I'm just thinking ahead to uh, trying to be organised for when it's uh, 2 in the morning and still trying to do this because at that point little tiny things that go wrong will be huge frustrations so if I can manage to figure out a wee system right now, then I'm guessing that'll help. But I'm sure if I manage to keep this up through the night, then you'll probably hear my frustrations and tiredness and all that in about approximately maybe six hours. That won't be midnight, but it'll be alright then. Four in the morning. Call it ten hours. Okay, I'm off to go and sit in the cafe for half an hour, get a bit of warmth, maybe get a coffee in, a couple of little snacks before him to go out for my first dark lap. Talk to you later on. Ah, uh, it's three laps done now. Starting to feel the pace a wee bit. It's kind of, it's weird because it feels like it's not very much, like three laps. It's only, what, close to four hours cycling, three and a half hours, th between three and a half and four hours. So it's not like, it's not a big deal by any means. I've been out and done routes like that many a time. Um, but I think... The difference is when I, I, I always forget the fact that when I go out for a three, four hour cycle with a group of pals, when we all go out, you have so many, like you stop every half hour and you have a chat and uh, eat some chocolate bars and <laughs> grab a drink and stuff like that. Whereas when you're at a race, it actually means hard cycling like I'm not stopping and stuff I mean I'm saying that I doddled a little bit maybe in that last lap but still it's constant cycling and it's up and down and you're you're making the effort every single time so three and a half to four hours of race cycling even 
24 hours, so we're not really going that, we're not like going proper hard. Still actually quite hard cycling, so yeah, it's um, feeling it in the legs, definitely. Uh, and the sh- in fact, it's more my shoulders and my neck. Just haven't been out on a bike enough recently, just feeling a bit soft, like blisters in my hands and stuff like that. It's ridiculous. Um, but it's good fun. I enjoyed that actually. That was the first, so that was the first uh, dark lap. That was out me out between, what was it now? It was between half eight. So it was between seven, quarter past seven and about half eight. Um, and yeah, it was it was first time I've been out with uh, my new light, new light I bought actually. Uh, it was perfect. It was great light actually. I got it from Aldi, of all places. Uh, they sell surprisingly good, very cheap biking kit, and the light was amazing for the price certainly. Uh, but yeah, it was it was just so. It's weird. It's just so peaceful. Um, like when it's when it's nice weather, obviously it can be horrible if you're cycling at night and it starts raining and windy and stuff. But tonight it's it's quite mild it's about 10 degrees i think and there's not really a drop of wind so you're in the forest and you're cycling along there's just no sound at all it's one of those evenings where you feel like there's a you know there's a duvet over the whole world it's just that kind of that sound especially when you're in a forest it's such a dead sound there's no echo no no yeah it's just so quiet um, and peaceful and cosy it feels almost cosy especially when you're cycling and you're warm um, and uh, it's quite cool there's, there's a lot of good chat going on out there a lot of camaraderie people just saying hello and um, I think when you do an event like this especially a big one like a long one so it's endurance rather than racing so much people are always really friendly because it's kind of you're going through a trial together you're going through something hard um, so everyone's always quite in good cheer and it's always good to see somebody else going through the same uh, the same evil time <laughs> even though we're only 8, 9 hours in right now so it's not exactly that bad but um, yeah I hope that, that it usually continues so it'll be good fun to see how, how that goes overnight so Bruce is out now he headed out at quarter to 9pm and He'll probably be back. We're doing maybe about an hour and five minutes per lap right now. I was about an hour and twenty ten that last one. Uh, no, I was an hour and fifteen that last one actually. Um, but he's a bit faster than me, so he did. He's hoping for about an hour and five to an hour and ten, which means he'll be back about eleven p.m. So we're hoping that means I can get another lap in before midnight, uh, and then we'll see how we go from there. We're not sure how we're going to divide it up from there because. Um, yeah, we'll just see how we feel for sleep and knackered shoulders and necks. <laughs> At the moment, uh, my aim, my aspirational aim, I thought it would be really good if I could ma- manage to do six laps. Uh, and Bruce was hoping for double that at 12 so he's doing two third I'm doing a third so if we did that we'd get 18 laps I think that's pretty good I think that would be a fair bit up the, uh, the leaderboard um, but if we can the sort of lower level if we manage 5 and 10 15 laps that I think would still be really pleased with that so uh, if we manage those 15 laps if I can get another 2 in done 3 already if I get another 2 if Bruce gets another 4 after this one then that would mean we'd get the 15 at least and maybe we can manage to squeeze another one or two by the end of the day. So, still pretty good, still good cheer, still not too bad. I'm eating a stag chilli straight out of the pan right now, just did it on the stove. Got a coffee in front of me, a bunch of grapes, some macaroons, some Red Bull. 
So, uh, yeah, gonna have a sit down now, read my book for a wee while, and wait for Bruce to get back. So it's uh, half past, just after half past one in the morning, and it's just changed to half past twelve because obviously they chose the uh, clock changing weekend to run Relentless 24. So we've gained an extra hour to cycle in. Yeah. Bam! Woo hoo! <laughs> how are you feeling about the two the two hours that you've got ahead of you? Two laps you're just about to go out on? I'm, I'm looking forward to the first lap, um, but um, I'm apprehensive about the second lap. I'm, 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 genuinely, I'm looking forward to going cycling one lap, but um, I, I, I suspect that um, the second lap's going to be a bit of a slog. Yeah. Hi. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm quite glad to be going in the tent a minute. I just had a lap where I got all the way up the first hill, the initial hill, and uh, my light just cut out entirely at the top of the hill. Uh, and I had to, it's proper pitch dark, and I had to try and get down off the hill like that, with my phone basically as a torch. So that was good. <laughs> Have you enjoyed it so far though? Yes. Um, yeah, it's been great fun. Um, the, um, the track's nice. Um, I've not been a mountain bike for five years, it's been nice to be out and, um, and gradually regain my confidence in mountain biking abilities over the course of um, the laps that I've done. Yeah. So yeah, it's been fun. And turns out your light's amazing as well. Yeah, the light's epic. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's awesome actually. It's a really cool thing. Just to explain here, Bruce had rented two lights from Exposure. Uh, now, they were sponsoring the event. They were providing lights for everybody. A big, massive charging station as well, which was a huge help. You could go and charge your lights at their place. But Bruce had got uh, the six-pack, which is their flagship light, and joystick as well. So he had the six-pack on his bars and the joystick on the helmet. And yeah, it was a good light. I can confirm it's better than a £25 Aldi light. Not least because it doesn't break when you're halfway through your lap. <laughs> yeah. I kind of thought that, like, if because obviously they're trying to flog them. Um, so I kind of thought that the, when they were um, renting them out, they would rent out like their very best ones. Yeah. So folk were like their flagship. Yeah. Like so folk are like, oh wow, those lights are awesome. Yeah. Um, and um, and they are indeed awesome. Yeah. For sure. So it's a cup of soup just now, a cup of tea, and, and then and then one more, no, two more laps. And then the plan is to get back up at five. Yeah, for you, yeah. Five, so I'm going to maybe get about three hours sleep. And then get back out at five. Do another lap. Then a two, then a one, then a one. Don't feel that bad right now. Mm. It's because you're going to be about to go to bed, you bastard. Well, yeah, I will tell <laughs> <laughs> I'll report back in in about three hours' time when I wake up and see if I still feel happy about it. Okay, we're going to see what happens next and see if I manage to do what's the aim at the moment 15 laps no 11 and 6 17 17, 17 laps because um, if we if we do um, what we just said we're going to do it'll be 17 yeah which I think will be good yeah. <laughs> considering our lack of preparation yeah, I think the only question marks over there I get one or two done right now yeah and that would be either 10 laps or 11 laps for me if I do well if I do two it'll be 11 well, 16 laps, I think, is pretty good as well. Yeah. This is assuming I do another two, which I probably won't. <laughs> I'll roll over it at 5.30 and go, screw that, for my soldiers. <laughs> okay, that's it. Night-night.
well, this is the bad one. <laughs> up at, uh, what was it? Got into a sleeping bag about half past one. And uh, up at about half past four, so three hours sleep, which isn't awful. Uh, and now it's freezing outside. Completely dark. Uh, not many folk around. And... Yeah, everything's wet because it started to rain while we're in the tent. So, uh, joy. You know, squeeze into the cold clothes, try to get a banana down even though I feel a bit sick. And get out on the trail. Do one more. And then another one in daylight, I think, and that'll make the six. So, <clears throat> some crazy guy in the tent next to us is doing um, the uh, bells for every single person that goes by. She's cool, like totally encouraging camaraderie, all that kind of stuff, but it uh, didn't lend itself to a good three hours sleep. <laughs> anyway, let's get out there, get this with Good morning. Feeling a bit better than the uh, previous recording. <laughs> Uh, that first lap was amazing actually, it was just beautiful um, cycling around, started off in the pitch black but about maybe 20 minutes in uh, probably maybe close to half an hour the sun started to come up, uh, started to get dawn and blue skies <clears throat> um, and everyone, it's funny how everyone's spirits just seem to lift uh, you see smiles breaking out in folks faces as you realise it's into the next day there's a big barrier I think when you're doing these uh, overnight races or 24 hour races uh, between yeah one day and the next you know you've basically got two days to race so as soon as it goes from one day to the next that sun comes up and you're like that's a huge hurdle that you're over um, and it's actually I mean it's way far through so that was at about seven this morning so actually it's about two thirds to three quarters of the way through the race so it's way through it but um, yeah it just seems like quite a big barrier for you but uh, yeah, it was cool. It was uh, really enjoyed that one actually because I knew it was the last dark ride, uh, and I borrowed uh, Bruce's lights because my light uh, broke the last time around. Um, so uh, yeah, night and day between his lights and mine. By the way, amazing set of lights. I had the head lamp on and the bike lamp on, and it was just I lit up the entire forest. And it just makes you. I don't know. I've I've never been a huge fan of night biking in the past, but that just makes a huge difference when you've got a set of lights that high quality. You can see everything. Um, so I was able to speed up. I was able to enjoy it a bit more because you could just pick it all out. Actually, do the downhill the way you normally do. So yeah, that was really good. It's, uh, it always reminds me. A friend of mine once said, uh, when you're doing night biking, it feels a bit like you're um, on uh, one of the speeders in Return of the Jedi, uh, flying through the forest. Um, just like trees whipping past you're just dodging in amongst them all uh, and it's great fun especially when it's night biking because all you see are these little these sort of big shapes flashing past your peripheral vision uh, so yeah it was good fun this morning but anyway Bruce is out for two more laps right now that'll take us up to probably what will it be maybe 10 past 20 past 10 which means that we don't have time for another two probably, in fact definitely don't, uh, so I'll get another one 
in before the end and that'll be us, that'll be me for six laps hopefully, as long as I finish that one and Bruce for ten, so that'll be quite good that'll achieve our um, Bruce wanted double figures and I wanted to get six, that was my aim so yeah, that's really good so yeah, pleased with that it's been good fun, I don't even feel that tired right now and that was it, that's the end of the recordings next we went on, I managed my last lap finished up with 16 so I got six laps in the end Bruce got his ten uh, we um, <laughs> it was a, it was an exercise in showing how little prepared we were. I, I don't know. I, I mentioned earlier on in one of the clips, I think about the, the how I underestimate when you think about six hours of cycling. When I think, I remember the last time I went to Team of Four, um, and thinking it was only six hours. It's fine, but it's so much more effort, so much more of a trial doing it at race pace uh, under the pressure of other people around you, somebody else waiting for you to get back. So we were pretty happy with that. Uh, I think Bruce actually was a wee bit disappointed only to manage 10. I thought it was a, a brilliant effort, obviously, but he's uh, he's kind of high, higher level in terms of the endurance than I. So he was hoping for 12. Um, but I think it was just uh, it was a fact that he hadn't been on the bike, like literally had not been on a mountain bike in a few years. Both of us used to go out a lot in our younger days. I still do a fair bit, but Bruce has just been road biking, uh, triathloning recently. So I think that um, event gave him a big taste of mountain biking again. I'm really keen to go and do some more. Um, but I think his, uh, his shoulder and his back, uh, shoulders and his back, and just the general, you know, those muscles that hold you up, hold onto the bars, much more used in mountain biking than it would be in road biking or similar. So I think he was struggling a bit with that. I think he did well with 10. And I was happy with a 16. <laughs> We're obviously well down the leaderboard. We're never leading these things by any means, but totally loved it. Definitely coming back for the next one. Um, and uh, yeah, it was definitely a different experience doing it as a two. Much harder work, um, especially with Bruce, obviously. Uh, I, sort of, I think I ended up with about seven and a half to eight hours of cycling, but he was close on 15, 16. Uh, so yeah, it was a, it was a big effort. And I'd definitely be up for trying a proper 50-50 one in future. Try to do 12 hours, do one on, one off. Uh, definitely need a lot more prep, mind you. <laughs> so if you're interested in doing something like this, obviously Relentless 24 is run by No Fuss. Uh, and there's another one as well in Scotland. Relentless tends to be the... Um, uh, the more pleasant one because it's uh, it's earlier in the year so it's October uh, September or October they've always been in the past so the weather is uh, is never great in Scotland well it was quite nice this time around but it can be it was still wet and cold um, but it's a bit better than Strath uh, Puffer which is in January so that's midwinter in Scotland you've got more darkness than light and they're the two options uh, I'll link to both of them in the show notes which you can find at mountainbikesapart.com forward slash three zero two so uh, i hope you've enjoyed that a bit of a different format this time i'd like to do a bit more of these i'd like to get out there and uh, record a few more events out there uh, so let me know what you thought of it uh, definitely a lot i learned in terms of uh, how to record out and about at three in the morning that kind of stuff i mean this is actually my job creating podcasts but i still made a fair few mistakes in terms of the kit choices and stuff like that because um, I haven't really recorded uh, that kind of live stuff in the past. So it was interesting doing it. I learned a lot. 
um, like to do a lot more in future. So let me know what you think. Let me know if there's any events you think you want to cover, uh, you want us to cover. Uh, let me know as well if you've done a 24 hour race, get in touch, send us in any accounts of your own 24 hour race experiences. Uh, either send in a, a voicemail, you can send in a voice recording to colin at mountainbikespark.com or just send any stories to the email or just get in touch by Twitter and we can maybe have a chat about it as well. I hope you enjoyed that. We'll see you for the next episode in a couple of weeks. Thank you again for your time, as always, for coming along, spending your time with us on the podcast. And it'll be me and Tom next time around. See you then. Bye.